All right. All right. So the title of, of today is Got Encouragement. All right. Yeah, you know that commercial that says Got Milk? Got milk. All right. Uh, so Got Milk, it sales from like, oh, man, you need milk for your bones and all this stuff. And you need milk to move and, and all this stuff to be effective and it's healthy for you. And so um, they, they was really pushing that commercial, Got Milk. Because it makes you think about it. Do I really? Do I have milk? Did I have milk today? And the title of today is "God Encouragement." Because I want us to to understand and know is that to question ourselves is 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 encouragement involved in my daily living? Is encouragement involved in my in my daily thought process? Is encouragement in the atmosphere wherever I go? And so it's important that we understand and and and, and ask ourselves. Got encouragement? In a baseball game, all right, when we see people uh, getting ready to play baseball and they get up, getting ready to come up to the bat, all right, and they're getting ready and they're getting set, there are hacklers. Is that the right word? Hecklers. Hecklers. In the crowd, right? Y'all ever seen a baseball game before? And they are shouting all kind of profane things at them. Ah, you swing bat 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 Ah, yeah, you ain't gonna make it. Ah, you suck. Ah, you can't do this. You can't do that. And they're yelling and they're screaming. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to get the batter what? Off focus, right? They're trying to make sure the batter misses and he strikes out. They're trying to mess with his psyche. They're trying to mess him up so he can miss. All right, and because therefore there's a lack of encouragement, and when there's a lack of encouragement, these they want to get into the psyche because then you might start believing, am I gonna miss? Will I hit this home run? Because it begins to hit on the back of his heart and his mind. They know that they can get them off balance. All right, and uh, and he may have all the skills and the ability to hit the home run. But yet it's still, if they can get him off focus, maybe they can get under his skin so he can miss. My son was bowling. We went bowling the other day, all right? And, uh, and, and, and the first game, it was just kind of like a warm-up game. It was getting ready. The second game, oh, my goodness, my son was getting it. Boom, strike after strike. Uh, he was getting it. Oh, man, I was getting it. He was, uh, uh, you know, showing his chest. Uh. Uh, yeah, 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 that's me, yeah, yeah, I did that, uh, uh. and so he was getting all happy, like he was hitting strike after strike, and then my oldest daughter, she began to say, gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter, every time, every time he went up, because she beat him the last game, and she was like, nah, I ain't gonna let you beat me this game, and then as soon as she began to start saying gutter ball, my son was like, stop, stop saying that, stop say that every time I go up because the ball was going to the guy. <laughs> He's still warm, by the way. But <laughs> it was messing with a psyche. Amen? And so I want, I want you to know today is that the enemy will try to mess with your mind to make you think that you, can, that you don't have the ability and the power and that you will miss and that you will strike out and that you will throw a gutter ball because you're not you don't have the ability to do it. You don't have the ability to overcome your, your, your trial or your situation. He begins to speak to your mind and your 
heart to make you feel discouragement. And he has a reason why. Because when he gets you into a place of discouragement, he knows you will miss the mark. Oh, Jesus. Are y'all with me today? Has anybody felt discouraged before? Huh? Has anyone felt discouraged before and felt stuck? Help felt stuck. Discouragement keeps us stuck. Huh? Discouragement keeps us in a place where we can't move forward. And the enemy is making sure that we misplace our, our encouragement. The only way the enemy in John chapter 10 verse 10 can steal, kill, and destroy your life if he can keep us away from encouragement. The only way the enemy, the Bible says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Alright? Are y'all with me? And the reason why, and, and the only way he can do that is that if he can keep us blocked away from encouragement. He does not want us to begin to think that and be encouraged. He doesn't want us to be encouraged because if he can rip away encouragement, therefore he can come in and kill, steal, and destroy. Because he wants you to believe that you don't have the power to overcome. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, But encourage one another when? Once a month. Once a year. Y'all sleep today. Once a month. The message, look, we're going to be here for about two, three hours. Once a month. Oh, okay. Y'all with me? All right. Daily, right? He says, he says, but encourage one another daily as long as it, as it, it is called today. God is saying, you need to put encouragement on your calendar. You need to put it on your daily calendar. As long as the word is today, as long as there is breath in your body and you're saying today is the day, you need to be encouraging somebody or encouragement needs to be flowing somewhere around you, in you, outside of you, in the atmosphere. Encouragement needs to be going on. He said daily. So when you wake up in the morning, okay, I gotta pick up my wife, I gotta go drop my kids off, I gotta encourage somebody, I gotta go down the street, I gotta go to the grocery store, I gotta encourage somebody, I gotta encourage myself. It needs to be in your daily planner. God is saying daily, put it in your planner. Put it on your calendar of someone you need to encourage or, or a place where you need to encourage yourself. You, God says you got to do this thing daily. Why, God? Why do I need to do this daily? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Huh? Whatever, has, whatever sin may be done against you, whatever sin that, is, uh, that, that, the, that the enemy is trying to push you too deep, huh? Whatever it is, God is saying you need to be encouraged daily so that sin won't get a hold of you and harden your heart that you miss the mark. The enemy wants us to miss out. He wants us to miss the mark. And he wants, that's why when someone rolls their eyes and, and someone says something crazy to you, have you ever got to a place where you say, Lord God, help me right now in the name of Jesus? Who saw in the name of, amen? You're saying, God, oh God. I do not want to break out and let sin deceive me to believe that I need to act crazy, that I need to slap somebody, that I need to snap 
on somebody. That is not the way you want me to live, God. And so I need to usah, amen, and talk to Jesus because the enemy wants to put depression in your mind. He wants to put, he wants to make you feel that you're so stressed out and he will deceive you. And if you don't have nobody encouraging you, and if you're not encouraged, oh God, if you're not encouraging yourself, the enemy can put you in a place where sin can consume you. The world will consume you. To make you think you're not able. Oh my God. Have mercy on me, Lord Jesus. Say, put encouragement on the calendar. Put encouragement on the calendar. He wants you to question your vision. The enemy wants you to question your vision. He wants you to question your purpose. He wants you to question your gift. He wants you to question your challenges in life. He wants you to question, can my children be saved? He wants you to question your calling in your life. He wants you to question, am I smart enough? He wants you to question, can I change? Can I be better? Can I do better? He wants you to question it. He wants you to feel that you're inadequate. He wants you to question yourself. I told my daughter, I told my daughter that the kids in the school and people in the school was like, oh my gosh, medical, oh, it's so hard. It's too hard, oh, it's so hard. And then my daughter's like, man, it is hard. It is, the, and, 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 then, and then all of a sudden, we got her around the family and we began to push her and encourage her. And, and what she was doing and going forward. I said, baby, you can do it. And then, guess what? I put her around some people that have already done it. We begin to put her around some doctors already that has seen the vision, who has done it, who have got the call, and they went through the process, and then she began to receive encouragement from the people that been through it. Oh, man, y'all getting this? Because when you find encouragement by somebody who's been through the test, who's been through the trial, they look at you and say, no matter what the naysayers say, no matter what the haters say, guess what? You can do it! You can do it. But the enemy wants us to question it. He's saying, strike out. He's saying, gut a ball, gut a ball. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, you dear children. You know, and he says it in a way as like, you dear children. How how could you not? This is one of my favorite scriptures. He said, "You, dear children." It's like it's like me. Uh, 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 and, and the children must be in a place of worry. The children must be in a place of uh, uh, where sin around them and the world around them has deceived them to think that they cannot overcome. And and he's in a place where he's saying, "The Bible is saying, you dear children, children of God." It's like telling my son when my son is, if my son was hungry and he was like, I'm hungry. I'm like, what am I going to do? Daddy, what am I going to do? I can't eat. Can you imagine my son crying because he felt like he was just hungry that, 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 that he wasn't going to get no food? And I would look at him and say, dear child, don't you know I can get in my car and take you to McDonald's right now if you really want something to eat? Dear child. Do you not know I can go and take you to Applebee's and I can buy you a meal? Why are you worried about what you're going to eat? Amen? God is saying, he's looking at 
at a situation. He's looking at a struggle. And he's looking at what we're going through. And we're, and we're straining and we're struggling and we're stressed out and we're depressed. And he's looking at us and he's saying, dear child, do you not know who I am? Mm, Jesus, do you not know who I am? He says, you, he says, you dear children, are from God and have overcame them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. So he's saying, dear child, why are you so stressed? Why are you so depressed? Why are you so worried? Why have you allowed the sins of this world put you in a funk where you feel like you can't get out? In a place where you feel like you can't overcome? In a place where people have put negativity, things in your heart and in your mind? Don't let those negative things bother you. Don't let those negative things keep you down. Dear child, do you not know you are from me? Dear child, do you know that the greater lives in you? Greater is he that lives in you than he that is in the world. So if I'm in you, guess what? The world can't touch you. Jesus. If I'm in you, how the world can be against you. Trust in the greater because the greater knows. Trust in the one who knows already. Trust in the one who created this life. Guess what? God is God. He can see everything. I trust in the man who knows everything. Proverbs, another favorite scripture of mine, Proverbs 3 and 5, when we heard this before, and this is encouraging to know, it says, trust in the Lord with all your what? And lean not on your own. I'm like, man, my understanding sucks. My understanding, hey, listen, don't ask me to do no hair. Don't ask me to do no makeup, no hair, no toes, because that is not my lane. I don't deal with that. You can, I can, man, my, my wife knows she had to teach the kids, the daughters, how to do their hair because they know if daddy get a hold of their hair, it's going to be messed up. Because right. my understanding is not good enough. And what I'm here to let you, let you know today is that you, can, you cannot try to figure out this life on your own. You cannot try to figure out how I'm going to get joy, how I'm going to get peace, how I'm going to get understanding, how I'm going to get love, how I'm going to get kindness, how can I get a hold of gentleness, where I'm going to go. Jesus says, I am the greater. I know. I know how to do this thing. If your hair needs to be done, go to the one who knows how to do hair. If your makeup needs to be done, go to the one that knows how to do makeup. If you need to eat, go to the one that knows how to cook. If you need your life to be saved, if you need your life to reach glory, if you need your life to touch joy, if you need your life to find strength, if you need your life to get a hold of peace, go to the one who is greater. Because it's already in you. Oh, man, are y'all with me today? Go to the one who is greater that is within you. He said, in all our ways, acknowledge him because he knows your path. He knows the path. He sees the path. I trust in God who knows everything. So I will keep walking in my purpose. I will keep walking in my vision. I will keep walking in my calling. I will keep walking in what God has directed towards me. I will keep walking holding my children's hand. I will keep walking in the midst of the storm. I will keep walking no matter what nobody says against me. I will keep walking no matter what has been done to me in my past. No matter what my past has done. No matter what I've been through in my past. 
I will keep walking in the midst of it all because the greater lives in me. I know the one who is greater than that stuff. I know the one who's greater than that stuff. The enemy wants to kill your faith with your trial. He wants to end encouragement because he knows if you're not encouraged, the enemy knows that spiritual encouragement is like an antivirus. He knows that spiritual encouragement will begin to disarm the things that are trying to take control of you. He, he knows that, that encouragement, spiritual encouragement, will be the thing that will detect, disarm, and remove the things that are trying to control your life, to keep you stuck in life, to keep you from overcoming in life. It's more than a, you need more than a consolation, meaning that you need more than someone just taking you out to dinner when you feel bad. You need more than that. You need more than someone um, in the world that, listen, I'll just take you for a drink. I'll take you out to the bar. You need more than that. You need more than just smoking a cigarette to calm your nerves. You need more than that. You need more. All of that stuff is temporary. All of that stuff is going to only make you feel good for a moment. You need some, you need the antivirus. You need some spiritual encouragement. You need to know the promises of God in your life. You need to know what the greater is he that is in you has told you in your life. You need to know the promise that God will never leave you nor forsake you. You need to know that he's right there with you in the grind, in the midst of your trial. You need to know he has the power to give you strength, to lift you up, to build you up, to give you joy, to give you hope. Do you know the man that lives in you? Do you know him? Do you know him? Encouragement is the antivirus. It can detect those things when depression and those negative things start to drown you in your mind. When those things try to come in, it can detect it and says encouragement will remove it. Have you ever been encouraged before? And then it removed anything that's tried to come in and hurt your heart and someone gave you a call and encouraged you. Didn't help. Didn't do something to you. Didn't make you feel good. Didn't make you think that you could keep going. That's why in the sports world, the teams, they do so much patting on the back. They do so much encouraging. They say, yeah, man, you can do it. Yeah, good job. Oh, they build each other up. They encourage each other because they hear the hacklers in the, in, the, in the midst saying you can't do it, you can't win. They hear the critics in the news media saying you suck, you're not able, there's too much, you got, you got issues, you got this issue, you got that issue. I want you to know is that the enemy is saying you got this issue, you got that issue, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not able. But God is saying, and the people of God are saying, you are able to overcome whatever issue it is, whatever is trying to come against you. God is saying, you are able to overcome it all. He's saying, you're able. Encouragement is an antivirus. It will detect, it will disarm, and it will remove whatever is trying to keep you stuck. So what is trying to stop me from doing the will of God? I, 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 I don't, have you all ever heard of Barnabas? In Acts chapter 4, 36, there was a man named Joseph who became an apostle. And he, uh, his name 
they, they changed his name. They began to call him Barnabas. And what Barnabas, Barnabas meant, it meant son of encouragement. And, and I want you to know is that, um, is that Barnabas, he was the one. He had such a character. Acts 11 and 24 says he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And then Luke followed it about talking about Barnabas that follows. He said that people begin to follow him. And it said wherever he went, a great many people followed and were added to the Lord. Oh, can you say added to the Lord? They were added to the Lord because he was the son of encouragement. He was known as the son of encouragement. So everywhere he went, encouragement was around. Encouragement was in the atmosphere. And when encouragement becomes in the atmosphere, God began to add people to the Lord wherever encouragement went. Are y'all with me so far? Listen, Barnabas was the one when everybody was getting ready to stone Paul, when everybody was afraid of Paul because he used to be Saul. Saul, he used to be Saul. He used to be a murderer. He used to be a killer of the saints. And people were afraid of Saul. But when he changed his name to Paul, people still wouldn't accept him. People still wouldn't accept that God touched his life and he changed. But Barnabas, everybody say, but Barnabas. The son of encouragement said, Paul, come on into my house. I know they're trying to kill you, but let me encourage you today that God's got a plan for you, that you have been called, that God is going to use you, that God is going to build you, that God is going to do something with your life. And because of Barnabas, because the son of encouragement, Paul was the one that wrote more than half of the New Testament. I want you to know today that when you become an encourager, when you are an encourager to those young people that are coming up in this world today, when they feel like they can't make it, when you encourage somebody, you don't know who you might be encouraging. You might be encouraging the next president. You might be, oh God, you might be encouraging the next teacher. You might be encouraging the next uh, philosopher. You might be encouraging the next scientist. You might be encouraging the next politician. You might be encouraging some young man to do the things of the Lord. You might be encouraging to rise up. You might be encouraging to do better. You might be encouraging them to be a good father, to stay in the home, to be for their children. You don't know what your encouragement may do. Your encouragement may be rising somebody. If Barnabas wasn't there, Jesus. Amen. You never know what your encouragement may do. Encouragement blocks all the haters from poisoning your victory, your focus, your success, your purpose, your call. Encouragement blocks all of that. I need you, I need us to understand and know that when no one else is there, the greater is he that's within you is there. And at times you must be the encourager and encourage yourself and those around you. There are people that are around you that you need to encourage. So you need to get to a place. We need to get to a place where we encourage ourselves, sons and children of God. Dear children, do you not know who lives in you? Somebody needs encouragement. Somebody's getting ready to commit suicide. Somebody's believing that they can't make it. Somebody out there in the world believes that they can't overcome. Somebody out there is dealing with cancer. Somebody's out there dealing with an ache, a pain. Somebody's dealing with the negativities that somebody said to them. Somebody's dealing with their past. Somebody's dealing with some kind of hurt. And God wants to use you to be the encouragement. 
encourager so they can overcome and be the man and be the woman God has called them to be. Are you the encourager? I'm going to end with this talking about David. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, before David became king, he had a group of people that followed him. And as he kept his distance, I want you to know David was a man of encouragement. He, he, he was a king that, that always would find himself. He would have to encourage himself. He was, David was the only little boy running around killing bears and lions because he knew how great his God is. He knew how great his God was in his life. And he was running around killing bears and killing lions. And when the ultimate issue came up, for the city of the town of Israel, Goliath came together. He was the one that encouraged himself. He had the ability and the mindset to know the greater is he that is in him than he that is in the world. So listen, David got to a place in his life and then there's a group of people that came around him and they followed him even when Saul was trying to kill him, all right? And then he was in a place, during this time, they stayed in a place called Ziklag. While the warriors were away, they came back to Ziklag and it was burned down. Oh my gosh. They came back from Ziklag and it was burned down. Not only the town, the place they were at was burned down to the ground. All was stolen. Their wives were taken. Their sons were taken. Their daughters were taken by the Amalekites. They cried for days. Until there was no more strength to cry. Have you ever been in a place where you cried for days? Have you ever been in a place where pain was so hard that it just took everything out of you? And you felt like you just couldn't move anymore. This was the place David and the people were. They were so discouraged. The men began to gossip in the camp. They began to say, we should kill David. <laughs> they began to doubt their leader. They began to doubt their king. Don't raise your hand, but have you ever got to a place where you begin to think and say, God, where are you? God, where are you in the situation? God, where are you in the midst of this? God, where are you? They begin to doubt their leader, and I want you to know the enemy will try to kill your faith. He will try to kill your faith and discourage you and keep you in a place where you're stuck and you can't move forward. They were at a place where they were stuck, their faith and their leader was dead. They could not move forward any longer. They begin to gossip and talk about, listen, we need to stone David. We need to get rid of him, man. All of our kids, everybody's gone. Discouragement tried to set out. I'm pretty sure discouragement tried to set David. I'm pretty sure he began to think. Can you imagine that? He's a leader. Not only that his wives and his kids were taken on top of being hurt about that, but now the men around you want to kill you. Can you imagine the discouragement that tried to topple over his life? Can you imagine he was probably ready to just throw in a towel and die? But David was an encourager. He knew how to encourage himself in the Lord. 
He knew what to do. He said, when this discouragement, discouragement tried to attack his life, this is what David did. He said, Lord, he says, in his strength, he began to encourage himself in the Lord. He knew the greater was in him. He knew that God had the strength to give him the power to overcome. He said, said God, if you say pursue, then let us pursue. God, I know that you have the power to give me strength to overcome. I will encourage myself in the Lord. I will believe that I can overcome. I will believe that I can make it. And as he encouraged himself, something happened in the atmosphere. Something happened to the men that gossiped about him. Something happened to their mindset and their psyche. When David said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to get our wives back. I'm ready to get our family back. How many of you know you got to get to a place in your heart and your mind and let the devil know you will not have my family. You will not have my sons. You will not have my daughters. You will not have my life. I'm going to encourage myself and overtake what has been taken. What overtake what the enemy thought he had. I am going to get it all back. My family might be lost, but God has given me strength to speak life into them. David got his group together and the atmosphere began to change and they all began to follow David and they took out the Amalekites and no son, no daughter, no wife was lost. Matter of fact, at the end of the war and the battle, they came back with more than what was stolen. I want you to know today, when you begin to encourage yourself, when you begin to encourage yourself in the Lord, and you begin to stand your ground and say, I'm not going to allow discouragement to take control of your, my, my heart. I'm going to not allow discouragement to keep me stuck, but I'm going to pursue. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to step on the ground and move and keep walking and keep moving in the Lord. I'm going to keep praising his holy name. And as I praise him, here comes my peace. Here comes my joy. Here comes my faith. Here comes my strength. I shall win. I shall overcome addiction. I shall overcome. David knew how to encourage himself. Are you tapping into the greater that lives in you? You need to tap into it. Psalms chapter 42 and 5, this is what David said. He began to talk to himself. The reason why he's able to encourage himself because he knew how to talk to himself. Talking to yourself don't mean you're crazy. Huh? Listen, David wasn't crazy. He knew what it took to keep moving. He knew what it took to keep going. God encouraged me. He knew what it took to keep moving. In Psalms chapter 42 verse 5, he talked to himself. He said, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? He's talking to his soul. He knew how to, I'm pretty sure at that moment, he began to talk to his soul. Do you not soul? Do you not know what you connected to? So, do you not know the greater is he that is in you? So, do you not know that you belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? So, do you not know you belong to the Prince of Peace? So, do you not know that you belong to a power that can do all things? So, do you know who you are? Do you know who you're connected to? He begins to talk to a soul. He says, put 
your hope in God. He said, so? You got to put your hope in God. He said, so? I'm going to praise him anyhow. So, you might be discouraged. You might feel weak right now. But I'm going to praise him anyhow. I'm going to lift him up. He is my savior. He is my king. He is my God. So, no matter how you feel, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to give God praise. Because he has the power to overcome whatever is in this world. Jesus. Oh God, you got encouragement? Hmm. You got encouragement? When you encourage yourself, the atmosphere begins to change. Your attitude begins to change. Your walk begins to change. Your head, instead of from being down here, becomes up here. Oh God. And when people see your situation and they, they once saw your head down here in your situation, then all of a sudden they see you look up. Then all of a sudden they see you wave your hands in the mist. They know something great has happened. They know they see something and say, what has happened to you? I've talked to my soul and I told my soul that it can't be discouraged because I know a man who's greater than all things. I know a God who's more powerful than all situations. And I put my faith and my trust in him. Let us stand. Thank you, Jesus.